previously on Ghosts on a Train. I don't know how to say this, but I, I saw this guy in the in the back, and he had a unicycle. How can I enter this or this house in the ghost field? This is a summons manifestation of the Lady of Thorns. It will not perish. There is no hope of defeating this, as there is a ghost. Are you okay? Did something happen? Many things have changed, Andra. Many things. Okay, but like, what does that mean? You will know in time. I'm worried about you, though. I am the one within many. I accept this boon, and you shall be spared as I make myself manifest once more in this world. I'm just taking it all in. I I got nothing to say. Aren't the ghosts usually not on the train? Why are we... Before the Cataclysm, some human beings had the natural ability to perform magic, bending reality and calling forth mind-shattering miracles. This trait has since been lost, leaving all people with the same simple capacity for the lesser ritual sorcery. Some objects from before the Cataclysm still retain their magical power, although most of these have been confiscated by the Imperium, save the known arcane fortresses in the wilds of Severos. Though mankind may never make such wondrous items again, humans will always yearn for them, as though their old abilities are a phantom limb. However, this yearning is ripe for exploitation by entities seeking worship. The Forgotten Gods, still so desperate to be venerated by humanity, may take an archetypical object, used in prayer or rituals as a symbol, pushing some of themselves within it. The object becomes the deity as the deity becomes the object, and their arcane power is accessible to human beings who may wish to wield it. But alas, the wielders of these objects eventually see that this power is not truly theirs, as the crew of the Pride of Duskwall discovers now. As the singular wheel reveals itself to be merely a tool of the one within many's own agenda. I'm Greg. I'm still your conductor, this, the puppeteer behind the the grand little show that you witness here, uh, <laughs> running the game for my actors and actresses. Ooh, promotions. I'm Hannah. I play Andril. Uh, I am having a terrible time. I'm Guy. I play Pip and... I, I'm sure I would discuss this in therapy if I had a therapist. <laughs> oh, you should get a therapist. Everyone should get a therapist. That one, that one was mostly like for Pip, but also oh. like the, I don't think there's therapy in the Shattered Isles. This there should be. This is a pro therapy podcast. This is definitely a pro therapy podcast. Oh my god, who's that? This is Stefan. I play Drix. Uh, currently possessed and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's uh, that's not something I ever expected, but hey, here we are. Uh, it was a ghost game. It's bound to happen eventually. But was it supposed to happen to me? <laughs> uh, evidently. And joining us as a guest 
for uh, perhaps one final episode. Hello, I'm Jack, and I'll be playing uh, Jamukar again. And I believe I'm the one causing the trouble. Yes, you are. You've been a real bastard. <laughs> what a little scamp. It's kind of my, it's kind of my thing, you know, just a little bastard. <laughs> real bastard man, we've got here. Real bastard child. The uh... I'm just a doity little bastard. <laughs> oh no! Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Oh, here on board the Pride of Duskwall. Currently, we are in the caboose. The unicycle, the singular wheel that all the laborers uh, were cult-like worshipping, uh, was an artifact of the forgotten god, the one within many. Jamuka was sent. Uh, he is a Guata, a servant of the uh, demon prince Ixis. Uh, he was sent to exchange a, a boon to get some knowledge uh, from the one within many through this artifact. He has completed this exchange and retrieved some knowledge, but now... The one within many is manifesting itself here uh, in uh, reality, manifesting as a summoned horror. The uh, unicycle has, uh, for lack of a better word, hatched um, into a horrid monstrosity, uh, brain matter where the rubber of the wheels normally is, uh, taut sinew for the spokes, uh, a spinal column for the, uh, the neck of the thing, and a horrid eyeball for the seats. The laborers were possessed, uh, but their connections were severed by Drix, who accidentally opened himself up to the understanding that we are all just one within many, uh, and therefore he is, of a sorts, uh, possessed of the, uh, the entity, the, the forgotten god, the one within many. Although this is not immediately apparent to those around him, perhaps. So... <laughs> I think there's no other way to start this out, gang. Uh, except um, you, you four. We'll still say you four. Who is leading you four against the supernatural that is this uh, summoned horror? This the singular wheel is what we'll call it. It's a facet of the one within many. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. It's me or Pip, I assume. Yeah. It's. Do you want the sandal or? Can I take it? Because I do have something in mind that I would like to do. Yeah, go for it. Cool, cool. We'll just quickly go through the questions. And by questions, I mean uh, two questions. You got, technically, you're all both in the, each, in the same role. <laughs> you got your apprenticeship. You've worked this thing. Will all the other bulls follow your orders without hesitation? Probably I feeling, not. Probably not. <laughs> so it's a straight roll for you. Got nope, it. definitely not. Oh, boy. Here we go. These dice have not fucked me on this one. Uh, it is a seven to nine. All right, I may choose one. Mm-hmm. I am going to seize the initiative and say this thing just hatched and hasn't sort of like fully come to terms yet. And there is something that I would very much like to do. Go for it. What's your opening move? My opening move is to turn to Jamukar. And I am going to impose my will. I will describe how this goes after the roll. All right. Uh, and so imposing your will is the thing that hasn't come up as much. But again, we just uh, real quick check in. Uh, I don't know if you checked in with Jack separately. I did check in with Jack separately. Cool, cool. Gave the approval. But basically, like, Pip goes in and, like, he heard the conversation between Andrel and Jemka. Uh, he sees the chaos that is going on, 
and his first instinct was to wreck this thing. It has now fully manifested, or at least manifested enough. And, like, the only thing that he can think of is basically, like, you are responsible for this. You are going to help. So I will let you know how this goes after... Cool. So Jack needs to roll too, right? Well, no, no, no. Here's what it is. So, what's the, there's stuff to talk about. Steel. What's your steel scores? Whose steel is greater? Plus two. Okay. Oh, I guess I'm zero. Plus zero. Okay. So your level is the same. Pippin is a noble of Akros, and Pippin, are you threatening? Are you threatening bodily harm? Oh, he is about to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's a total of plus three. Cool. This does feel like a bodily harm situation. That is a 3 plus 4. That is a 10. So you get the choice of doing what I say or taking 2 trauma. Or you could also take 2 harm if you call his bluff. Although you are pretty beat up. <laughs> what happens with trauma? What happens if I take 2 trauma? and Like I get full on trauma. Trauma is basically a second, uh, a second life bar, so to speak, for your mental well-being. So if it maxes out, then you also, uh, you, you'd also lose, but also you could take a horror. So, so trauma is like a second life bar. <laughs> okay, then can I take two trauma? Ooh. So let's describe the scene. Uh, Pip, what do you do? Pip, for the first time, probably ever, at least as far as his friends have seen him, stands up to his full height. Oh my god, Pip's tall. <laughs> And just in a bellowing voice, just, it starts off at normal, just like, I don't know what you've done here. I don't know what you intended to do here. But you have currently threatened the lives and livelihoods of those on this train. Amongst myself and the others. You have broken your vow as a lion bull. You have broken your vow as someone who would come along this train and ride the Imperial Railways. Pip's eyes I've never fully described, fairly deliberately. Normally they're kind of a lifeless steely gray, but this time staring into them as he stares back at you, you can see them glowing with the same blue energy as the tattoo that sometimes appears over his left wrist crackling with electricity from deep within. Yeah, and um, Jamuka, so obviously you've chosen to uh, take the trauma, so you're not listening, but in a sense, um, <laughs> but in a sense, you you still feel coming from Pippin, you all, you all feel it from Pippin, a kind of, like, a deep spiritual authority um, that, like, you, you don't necessarily need to heed, but, like, it's impossible to ignore. Mm. It's, it's different than when a noble of the house speaks to you, Jamuka. This is like a deeper, more human power. Okay. But it's, it's undeniable. Whatever it be that you choose to do, know that you have been commanded as such. And if you do not heed my words, then you shall suffer the consequences of your choice. You think what, the so what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Drix, no, Drix, Drix is possessed. He doesn't know. Oh <laughs> my god, Pip's accent was fake the whole time. 
mean, that, that's not what I'm going for, but okay. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. I love it, I love you're it. You're talking all intensely. But yeah, Jabuka, what do you do in response to this? Okay, so I think, like, after the trauma, like, I'm assuming it's just, like, kind of, like, willpower in my brain, like, to overcome this. Yeah, To, like, yeah. not be compelled. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. You overcome this. Well, it, like, I let go of, um... Dricks for a second and like kind of like drop to a knee from like the pain and like as i stand back up like i wipe like a little bit of blood from like under my nose like from like how i overcame like from my willpower and like as i get up i kind of just like look at a uh, pip and just like smile and like glare at him and then i turn back to Dricks, grab him by the arm again and i want to like kind of do like a judo move with my finesse and throw him into like the tricycle god and try and run Hell yeah! Unicycle god, but yes, roll finesse. Unicycle, not tricycle, excuse me, excuse me. Roll finesse. Okay, it's an eight. Ooh, which one do you want to do? Quickly, without cost, or uh, impressively? I want to do it without trouble or compromise. Okay. Hey, uh, hey Greg, so that was the opening move, right? Yes. I'd like to assist. Uh, well... The opening move still counts. Uh, the, what it means is, like, it's before the supernatural entity goes. So all of your line ball action, all four of you, your line ball action will happen before the unicycle god does anything. I'll assist. Yes. Hannah can assist. <laughs> Hannah will assist. I'll also use finesse. Okay. That is a 13. Cool, cool. So what are you aiming to do? Not only can you give the minus two to Jamuka's, so causing him to fail because he had an eight, but... Yeah, you got like a 13, right? Mm -hmm. So that means you could do two other things. Great. I think I see him going to judo flip my boy. And I just kind of straight, straight up like, I think I dive and like grab him around the legs. (laughs) Me or uh, Drix? You. Okay. Which uh, hopefully, the, the hope would be to at least hinder him from running away. Yeah, yeah. So do you do, like, what's the thing? Do you oh. trouble compromise a cost? Quickly, impressively, greater effect. Like, you, this mm. is a whole action of yours. Oh, great. Not only have you ruined his action, but you can effectively reverse it and take your own. Great. Trouble compromise or cost and uh, greater effect. Cool. So all, is all you want to do grab his legs or do you want to do anything else? Mm, can I, like, pin him to the ground? Yeah, greater effect. Yeah, sure. So you've yeah. been you've been judo pinned to the ground by a 13-year-old who is, like, 90 pounds soaking wet. Okay. Although you're a 16 year old, so. Amongst other things. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, Drix. Oh, actually, Greg, I have a question yes. for that. Yes. Based on Hannah's action, I know that she just pinned me to the ground. Does my ability come into effect here at all? My... Uh, it will, it will when you take When an I action. do my turn. Yeah, okay, when you do okay. your turn. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. So, Drix, yeah, this Guata of Ixis went to uh, grab you with some intent to throw you towards the summoned manifestation of yourself that you are witnessing. The small child, who is also you, came and uh, pinned that Guata of Ixis. You know implicitly what Jamuka knows from experience. The unicycle that you see before you, the singular wheel, is a summoned horror, a manifestation of yourself, the one within many. It cannot exist for long in this world without uh, a greater sacrifice to bring it in, which you know. And you also know that it is basically impossible to destroy, but time is the only enemy that can defeat you. From If you're picking up my drift, <laughs> time is the only enemy that can defeat the unicycle god that is you currently. Gotcha, gotcha. 
And basically, and by sacrifice, I, I do mean... Do a murder. Do a murder. <laughs> um, I think Drix is starting out with his back to the others. He lifts his hat off his head to put on his mask, slides back up, <gasps> unfurls his lasso, and it just kind of falls slack to the ground. Uh, and then kind of like in an instant, 180s without moving his legs... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Just full torso rotation. I love it. You can see the Isis mask glowing slightly. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> I love this. He calmly looks upon the situation. The rope, without him moving his arm muscles, it starts to rise and spin to appear like a wheel. <laughs> Look, if I'm gonna have to, if I'm gonna play possess, I'm gonna play possess. Hell yeah! Who are, who are you getting? Who are you attacking? There's the two of them grappling on the ground, and there's Pip right there, and there's also all the laborers that are unconscious. Yeah. Didn't the go- uh, the god say it wouldn't harm me? The go oh, the god said it, it wouldn't harm you. So yes, it it did say it wouldn't harm you. It didn't say it wouldn't detain you. Uh, Ooh, the- <laughs> interesting. We did not have time to waste upon you foolish mortals. We will be advancing through the train and acquiring our sacrifice momentarily. All you must do is stay out of our way. The lasso wheel extends towards Jamukar and Andril, and he's going to roll finesse to try and tie them up in an instant together. (laughs) That would be a nine. Hell yeah. Which one do you want to pick? Um, we're gonna go with To Greater Effect. Yes, alright. So it, like, loops around uh, really flashily. Andril and Jamuka, since you guys are sort of, like, grappling, you guys are both tied up now, but you're not also still, like, grappling with each other because i imagine you try to like you sort of disentangle at first to try to escape mm-hmm. but uh no the, the rope is taut around you at the moment how are we uh, facing greg uh that's up to you hannah you... how are we facing i i leave it to you okay i'm thinking like face to face like we were struggling to like get away from each other kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah that works that works yeah okay face to face the uh brain wheel of the unicycle begins to uh, slowly roll across the ground, leaving a strange brown stain, uh, and it goes next to Drix, uh, and the uh, the doorway opens up. <laughs> this is my least favorite day on this job, and there have been several bad ones. <laughs> the door opens, and the door's still open currently. They begin to head into the area through the Leviathan Belly. And we're back. Who wants to do something? Oh, boy. I wish to do something, but I will defer if others. I would like an insight roll. Is whatever you're going to do going to get us not tied together? It it will. (laughs) If I know what he's going to do, it will. All right, then you should do that. Me? Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, I'm going to use my limitless perk and just, like, you know, bust out of these ropes. Like, just hulk out. (laughs) Bust out of these ropes. Hell yeah. What do you think? What do you think you're employing? I'm going to go for finesse because, like, there's something I want to kind of do, like, while I'm busting out of these ropes with my, like, swift speed, if I can. Yeah, yeah. So, 
another custom gift for a guest, but Greg never does that. Um, <laughs> the gift that I gave Jack, or Jamuka specifically, uh, for getting some of the power of a Gualim as a Gua'ata is limitless, uh, which I've just meant that he is able to perform superhuman feats. Now, what this means is he's able to attempt the superhuman uh, as a normal role. Like, this doesn't mean he automatically succeeds. It doesn't even give him a plus for normal things, but... If he were to say, want to punch a rock so hard it explodes, jump 10 feet in the air, or in this case... Hulk out. Yeah, Hulk out and <laughs> burst some fine Severosi rope with his muscle alone. He can he can do it. Sorry, bud. So, roll. Uh, so I, I, rolled a, I rolled a 12 plus 1, so 13. Yeah! yeah! Okay, yeah. With supernatural strength, you, like, feel it near you, uh, Andril. Jamuka's muscles expand, uh, but at the same time they don't. Like he, he, he described it, he has a dancer's body, uh, and that body is just like made of spun steel as he just snaps the rope spectacularly. And what else did you want to do? I, I know you had something else. What I wanted to do is like I figure because I'm taller, so like I figure Andrew's like a little bit shorter than me. So like as mm-hmm. I bust out of these ropes, I kind of want to like catch them mid-air and like pin Andrew's arms to their side so like they can't move or like fight or anything Ooh. with my like limitless strength okay so that's the position you're in currently okay so that, that's my move what do I have to roll to kick him in the nuts force <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> incredible okay I did not think of this <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how well it goes even boy demons have boy. Are my nuts also limitless? Oh, no! Yeah, I think they are, because I just rolled a two. Yes! Snickers. So, Jamuka, this is, you know, normally normally people are fighting each other, so I would just say how they do harm back. But Jamuka, do you want to do harm back, and uh, how do you do it? Uh, I'm not really good. I think I just want to, like, almost, like, roll over and just, like, slam... Andrell into the ground after that. Like, I don't want to, like, hurt them too bad. Just be like, like, what the hell, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, one harm. Reduced to zero? Reduced to zero. Yeah, we'll say that. Yay. That makes sense. Because you got, you got the armor. Yay. So, yeah, because he's not trying to hurt you. Uh, so. Let me go! Why must you struggle? I don't want to die here! You aren't going to die. Just let them move on. I don't want anyone else to die either! Why? What have <laughs> they done for you? <laughs> Nothing, but that's still bad. Why is it bad? Because someone tells you it's bad. Because I think it's bad. Mm. And why do you think it's bad? Oh my god, stop it. You are not a three-year-old. Who says anything about being a three-year-old? I ask a simple question. Oh my god, you remember the three-year-olds at the orphanage. Oh, why is the sky blue, Angel? Because it's that color. I don't fucking know. But why do you think these people deserve to live? They have... They have a... a three-year-old would not ask such questions. Oh, yeah, fucking... You remember Tammy. Tammy asked the deep shit all the time. Well, Tammy was different, so you leave Tammy out One of this. One time Tammy asked me why she was alive. Anyway, people, I don't know... Did you have to give her the birds and the bees talk? I'm so sorry. <sighs> they haven't done anything wrong. They haven't... Done anything right? If you need to do things right in order for other people to protect you, then then uh, no one's gonna protect me either. And and no one does protect me. I've I've just because I am out for myself and alone doesn't mean that everyone else has to be too. I want things to be better. I, I say nothing. I just stare. 
Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna be a little clever boy. Uh, oh no. Do it like this. The uh, unicycle, singular wheel at the doorway, releases some of these uh, barely perceptible spectral spokes. <laughs> these spokes uh, begin to drag all the laborers uncomfortably, like literally, they just sort of get dragged across the floor to sort of trail behind Drix and the, the singular wheel. Which one did I free, though? Oh, uh, probably uh, Jean-Claude. <laughs> God damn it, he's my least favorite. Yeah, what's he doing in all this? I mean, they're He's all isn't a lot right now. But when you when you severed when you severed his, they all sort of went unconscious. Mm-hmm. But he's probably he could probably be like getting back. And like again, they're not they're they're just being they're just meat at this point. <laughs> they're alive, but they're just being dragged around. Okay. Uh, I think John Claude's spoke hangs loosely, and it briefly whips through Andril and Jamuka, and you both remember. When you were alone and nobody was looking out for you in the orphanage, but you weren't really. You were together, and you were looking out for each other. You looked out for the other kids, and they did their best to look out for you. You were perhaps one within many. (laughs) Is this our come to Jesus moment? Maybe. I'm already at Jesus. You're the one who's... I'm I'm leaving that to you. Anyways... Pippin or Drix, do you want to react? Do you want to react or act uh, in response to the dragging of the bodies? I think I would like to react uh, and try and sever one of them with the uh, with the lightning hook. Hell yeah! Uh, hmm. What do you think that would be? Uh, this feels like a force roll, but force is not my speciality. Roll me force, because you're using the the lightning hook. I sure would like to use insight. To figure out what's the best way to slow this down, but also, <laughs> I don't have that kind of time right now. It sucks because the two people who do know what's going down uh, <laughs> are not about to share that information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God damn it. It's only a six. Oof. Oh, fuck me. Man, we are rolling poor. We're screwed. Hey, end of the podcast. You shoot at the spokes fruitlessly, as the spokes are only like semi-real, and for some reason the lightning can't hit them, or it just, it just can't take hold. And uh, as you, you shoot at it, one of the spokes flails out and smacks you for two harm with the body of Pierre. Not Pierre. <laughs> who, who lets out a grunt unconscious. Pierre! No, not Pierre! <laughs> This is getting spicy. Why would you hurt you, us? All we're trying to do is achieve our true form. You should help us. Fix, I swear to God, I'm gonna eat your head! <laughs> <laughs> then we'll really be one together! How are you like that? <laughs> we already are one, my brother myself. Drix is going to start stalking through to the uh, car. Um, ooh. Yeah, um, next is the freight box car is what you're up to now, yes, and you see is... a bunch of rats scatter. <laughs> uh, Rat King, make yourself fucking useful! <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, I think Drix holds up a hand, and two of the spokes with the laborers attached to them shoot forward in a straight line and then spread out, pushing the cargo to the sides to create a, like, a clear path for him to walk forward. 
Oh my god. Yes. I love this. Yes. You you shoot that open, a bunch of rats come scurrying out, and then suddenly you watch as all their tails uh, tangle up. <laughs> uh, and their eyes go cloudy white, and they stare forward. Patrick, you have disturbed the resting place of these rats. Why come you here? It's not him. Well, well, well. It isn't a weaker version of me. Jesus. I see you now. With the eyes beyond the eyes of these rats. The one within many. Oh, Pippin McHugh. Oh, purified. You've done cheese it up now. <laughs> Don't put this one on me. <laughs> Don't you dare fucking put this on me. <laughs> oh, little thought form. Do not presume to know me. And he begins to walk past, uh, intentionally stepping on the mess of tails. Uh, so, I'm gonna need a roll for you to somehow get past the collective power of the rats. As, as you're stepping, they all, like, put their little bodies up and they, with, with a force far greater than even just the, the, the sum of all the rats. The force of at least ten rats. <laughs> far greater than the force of ten rats. They push you back. You, like, stay on your feet, but you, like, slide back a little bit. Rat King, the MVP of this episode! God fucking damn it. If I have to acknowledge the King of Rats, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> so what do you what do you do? You just need a roll to get past him. Um, I'm you can even you can even do the begone thought form if you want. You I, are the one within many. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you so many times for this set of, for this arc. This is an indignity. This is indecency. Um, and I will not stay. So I think he's going to brute force it. I think. All of the laborers' spokes come forward and just start to bash themselves against the wall of rats. No, no, no! Roll me, roll me force. Uh, that's a seven. <laughs> Which one do you want to do? I want to drive them back. <laughs> oh shit! Hey Pip, have you done anything this round? Yeah, I tried to to blast the spoke. It didn't really work. All right. <laughs> so yeah, you um. God damn. So yeah, just uh, just bang these rats. They go like they, they start to spread out. The king of rats is um, the tail stretched to a point that is unnatural for rats because the king of rats is trying to hold on. And um, as you uh, smack on this, um, Drix, uh, or rather the one within many, go ahead and take two trauma. As the, as the spokes make contact with the King of Rats, you see the King of Rats sort of forgets the bodies of the rats, and um, a part of the, the power of the thought form uh, begins to focus on the uh, the powerful spoke. You're, you're not a spoke, necessarily. You're like the, um, God, what's the center of a wheel called? <laughs> like, physically? I don't know. Is it the hub? It, it is the hub. Greg, you didn't do research for your wheel-based villain? <laughs> I did not do research for my wheel-based villain. <laughs> You're something like the center of this wheel. Yeah, take two trauma as the King of Rats makes this more visible. You guys can see it, uh, even though they're they're in the freight box car now, and you guys are sort of on the edge of the um, caboose. You see near Drix, much like the invisible spokes, there's the center of the wheel, like maybe phantom, like behind his head. And the King of Rats, as uh, the last rat is scattered, is like, Oh, we have done all we can, Pippin McKeel. We are unfortunately powerless before our greater. The rest is up to you, oh purified! Honestly, I appreciate the attempt. Thank you. And then... Squishing noises of many rats being smacked by bodies of people. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Christ. Who wants to do something? 
Is talking a free action? Yes. Okay. Unless you're trying to talk for a specific goal. I would like to try and get Jack to let me go, but... Well, you can just talk that out. He's not an NPC. All right. Andrel looks you in the eye, um, having just had this crazy little little orphanage vision, and she says, um, You used to help people. What makes these people any different from all those kids at the orphanage? We protected them. You protected them. We protected them? As I remember you left, I had to protect them. There were only five of us. You made it four. Do you know how much extra we had to put in to keep those children safe? We couldn't keep those children safe. I couldn't keep those children safe. I will not fail again. I will not put myself in that situation again. I look out for myself, no others. That is all. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Sorry won't change the past. Everything happens so fast. I'm still trying. I'm... I've always tried. I'm trying to... There is no trying. Only doing. And you failed. I will not. You're failing right now. You're failing to, to, to protect people. Just because you've decided you don't care anymore doesn't mean that you're not failing. You are better than me. You are better than me. I I messed up. I failed. I left you alone. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. But don't... Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me on purpose. Don't... Don't leave me. At this point, I just make, like, very intense, like, eye contact. And it's, like, almost like my, I'm, like, thinking it over in my head. Like, she can see the gears turning. And I just, like, kind of look at her look away and then I just kind of stand up and make a sprint for the door yeah I'll let you go do either of you want to like do a roll like what what's your goal next uh my goal is to uh get out of the car close the door behind me and lock it oh I mean like you're on you're at the caboose the last the last one Oh no, I'm heading like up the train like towards yeah, yeah. everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So if you head up the train, you can you can easily like you can have the train door closed behind you. You're swift. So I'll say you can get to the freight box car. I don't want to be in the freight box car. I want to be in between the two cars. You want to be in the Leviathan belly? Sure thing. Yes, and like I just is there any way I can like disconnect the cars? <laughs> oh shit. You know what? I think you probably can't from here. I think that's probably like a thing that Trevor would need to like hit a button. Okay, so it's at the front of the train. It'd be, have to be at the front of the train. Okay, so if I'm okay, is the Levi? Is there any way with the Leviathan belly? Is there any way for me to get onto like the roof of the train? Actually, yes. There are clips on the side to like help you pull yourself yes, up specifically. Okay, then I would like to just like get up onto the roof of the train and start moving towards the front of the train. Damn, Jack, cold. <laughs> We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to discuss Little Business Library. Little Business Library is an online directory of small businesses that allows consumers to shop directly so they never charge a sales fee. And instead of charging percentages to businesses, LBL is just $4 a month. What? Don't take my word for it. From the pride of Duskwall, here's the lion bull, Drix. Howdy. I've got a great idea for a small business, the 10-gallon tin. Andrew's helped me with the website already. Wonderful. Businesses have been averaging 106 clicks a week from LBL alone. 
What is 10-gallon tin? 10-gallon tin is a service where you get a tin that includes a new hat every month, along with some extra little goodies, like some spurs, or... Alright, we get it. You heard it here, folks. Use our coupon code LISTEN10 to list your business on Little Business Library. We now return to your regularly scheduled audio programming. Alright, so yeah. We'll just say that's, that's your bit. Okay. Andrew? Andrew, um, fuck sorry, me. No, it's fine. This will give me some fun trust issues to play with going forward. This is this is this is purely Jamuka. He doesn't know the one within many anything. Yeah, I know. That's gonna make me really sad. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, all right. If I run towards Drix, how far can I get? Uh, you can probably get into the Leviathan belly, and then he's like the next car over. You can like reach him with a. With a lightning hook from there. Also, there's just the doors closed. I don't know if that makes any difference. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make much of a difference. Uh, I don't know if I'm trying something impossible, but I don't want to hurt Drix. And I want to... I'd like to use uh, word finesse, my favorite kind of finesse. And I don't want to... I don't, you know, I doubt I can talk him out of possession, but I want to, like, try and say some things to, like, maybe reach Drix enough that he can delay. Well, you can also see the weird little wheel spoke behind his head. Okay. okay. If, if if you're looking for, like, a, a button to, to... A physical button to press. That would be lovely. Okay, I guess I'll lightning hook at the wheel spoke. Like you, you, you could, you could try to appeal if you want. Mm. No, if there's a physical button, it feels yeah. like probably that's the move. Okay, I'm gonna pump two lightning oil, and I'm gonna just throw my heavy lightning hook at this uh, spoke behind his head. <laughs> I'm so nervous. I'm so scared right now. I'm the most scared I've ever been. Uh, seven plus three. That is a ten. All right. Eight. Which two would you like to do? Um, so I'm not really trying to inflict harm. Yeah, harm. Yeah. So I guess uh, suffer a little harm and create an opportunity, which the opportunity would be Drix hopefully being a little less possessed. <laughs> Heck, if you want, we could even be seizing something, seizing this, the wheel center. Okay, cool, that works. Just, uh, it's the same little option thing. <laughs> and it's it's essentially what Drix did with the spoke. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so I think you, you zap, you hit the hub carefully. So you don't hurt Drix beyond, uh, Drix take one indirect electricity, because this is the heavy lightning hook. But as it hits, you begin to, to feel and remember where your fingertips end. You, you feel where your hat isn't on your head. You, you like, realize where you're standing is different than where uh, everybody else is standing. And yeah, you are no longer possessed. <laughs> Ooh. I think Andrew's crying a bit by this point, and she's like, Drix, please! <gasps> in fact, in fact, speaking of Andrew, Please yeah, take okay. two trauma. That's fucking fair. Uh, from the mild supernatural weirdness as you watch this decoupling of Drix from the rest of the universe. Mild supernatural weirdness. <laughs> this is a bad day for Angel Anderson, and it is also a bad day for me, Hannah. I'm very upset right now. <laughs> it is a bad day for Andrew, and therefore a bad day for the world. <laughs> Valid. You can hear Drix like... <gasps> 
and like a small chunk as he like pushes his mask up to get more air in. <sighs> Andrew, what? What's going? I don't really know. Are you? Drix, next to you is the singular wheel, the unicycle god. The brain matter tires. The uh, the taut ligament spokes, the horrid spine and eyeball is next to you with spokes connecting to uh, the uh, unconscious but rat bloody bodies of uh, all the laborers save one. <laughs> so my question to you, Greg, how much can I remember from being possessed? You can remember its goal, and you can remember the, uh, fear is the wrong word for it, the urgency within it as it knows that it can only survive here in reality for uh, a short while longer without more blood. I know what Drix is gonna do. This is gonna be one hell of a move, but let's fucking make it happen. Andrew, I, I need you to be strong for me, Okay. Okay. Hold out your hand. I'm gonna pull you over past me. You get to Candace, and you tell her to send Trevor a message to decouple the freight car. Okay. This thing's gonna die out, but it's gonna take a while. We have to get everyone we can out. Okay. I can do that. Thanks, little Spurs. I'm glad you're back. (laughs) I'm glad I'm back, too. Sorry if it's not for too long. Drix lasses Andrew's arm, pulls her to him, gives her a quick hug, and then yeets her as far as he can. Hell yeah, roll me finesse for the yeeting. That would be a 12, baby. Oh, love it when the dice tell a story. Yes. Andrew, launch. Yeet. Into the office car. Candace is there. What? Candace, you have to tell Trevor to decouple the freight car. I know you don't want to, but Evan- She already, she already hits a button that's in the tube. All right. Thank you for telling me things. You're welcome. (laughs) Pip, your turn. So, Jemakar is well ahead of me. You you can see from the way the hatch uh, of the roof just like opened and closed. He's uh, on top of the train now. All right. You don't know what he's doing besides that. Uh, I'm going to get up to the top of the train and try and head towards Drix. Head towards the freight car. If you want, but you want, you want to go there from the top of the train. I mean, we, we kind of have to. We go have to go over the the wheel belly. I, I I always imagine there's like a weird little tunnel through it. I do kind of like that <laughs> because it'd be real inconvenient. <laughs> it sure would <laughs> for the laborers. So I think you could just yeah, you can just go on through. All right, then yeah, I'm just gonna go on through towards the the freight car. Hell yeah, you get there. At the end of the uh, freight car, like between that and the Leviathan belly, you see the uh, singular wheel and the spokes and the laborers and all that. Welcome back to the world of the living, bud. Good to be back, Pip. Uh, hope, uh, hope you guys are okay. Just another day at the office. You assholes better get the fuck over here, I swear to God. You ready to run like hell, bud? Don't need to tell me twice. Pip, you can do an action. What's your what's your what's your role? Do you think? So these spokes are connected to the laborers, right? Mm-hmm. Like actually connected, and then they are connected to the beast. Yes. None of them are back a ways behind the door. Um, 
they can if you want them to be. I would like them to be, because I'd like to lock the door on them and try and tie it to that, the end of the train. Yeah, I think I think there's probably like one or two that were used to crush some rats, um, but the others are kind of still kind of being dragged along because there's you know a half dozen of them. There are a half dozen of them. Mm-hmm. Minus one, so you know four to seven. Mm-hmm. I would like to sort of just like seal the door and try and like keep this thing here. I don't know what this is really. It could. I feel like it's either like steel or finesse, and I'd rather it was steel. Yeah, just probably just muscling through it to close the door on those spokes. Exactly. Yeah, roll steel. Uh, which is the one you don't want to do? I would prefer not to uh, freeze up or leave myself wide open. Hell yeah. Because that would be bad. See, the thing is, we are in a situation where every single one of these would be fucking terrible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that is... I do the one I don't want. Uh, so which one was it again sorry i freeze up or leave myself wide open yeah yeah the dice are not my friend today you you're you're struggling to close it folks are whipping around you close it and as you like you you turn your head towards where the rest of the unicycle is and directly are face to face with uh what what are some of the fun labor names you'd come up with Pierre. We had Pierre, Jean Claude, Jacques. Yeah, you're face to face with Jacques. Uh, Jacques's the one. Jacques's the one who came by and uh, replaced the uh, the liquor from the liquor cabinet after it shattered that one time. Oh damn it! I liked you too. You're face to face with him, uh, and for a minute, yeah, you just like remember that, and you're like, you're just like, oh, Jacques, and it headbutts you. Go ahead and take two harm from a vicious beating, minus one because of the uh, armor, of course. But uh, Jacques is smacked against her helmet with such force that uh, his head's bleeding some. Jacques! Oh, don't, don't like that. Guys, I'm having such a bad time. <laughs> hey, Greg, I've I've got something else actually. Can I take that as trauma instead? Sure thing. Cause like, I think it doesn't hurt Pip, but I think like the sight of this is more. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Can 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 we split it? One harm and then one trauma for, like, teammate hurt? Sure. I think it's just, it makes more sense as trauma. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Take take one trauma and one harm that would be reduced. Some of Jacques' blood is on your yeah. mask goggles. <laughs> it definitely, like, hurt him more than it hurt me. The one within many is trying to move, but it can't shake the door loose. Slack-jawed. Unconscious Jacques and all the other laborers open their mouths and they all say together, Why do we harm ourselves? You all came from me. You all still are me. Do you not wish to return? The gates of death have been broken, and you go nowhere when you die. But if you allow me to return, then once you perish, you can come back. You can be yourself again. I know what I am. I know what I'm like. You think I want to spend another waking moment like this in any sort of afterlife that there may or may not be? No! I am fully looking forward to the expectation of losing every last fiber of what I used to be once I pass. How dare you give me the indignity of denying me that right? There's a horrid screeing noise 
from the, the unicycle itself, not spoken through the laborers, as the spokes all whirl around. The brown smear that the uh, unicycle has been leaving has gotten darker. And in fact, the wheel uh, is starting to bend, like when you ride on a bike that tires are flat, so like the frame starts to bend and you see it stops like rolling everywhere and the spokes are flailing around angrily. Freaks double time, buddy! <laughs> the spokes try to maneuver the bodies around Pip to sort of pin him to the door. Okay, so what's the situation? Someone just remind me like physically, physically where the situation. everyone is. Yeah. Physically the situation. Okay, so Jamuka is up top. We're going to get to him. He's running. Uh, he's probably on top of the freight box car at this moment. Andrel is in the office car by Candace's desk, which is nearer to the door to the crew car. Drix is towards the center of the freight box car uh, that has now been cleared along with the singular wheel. By the door to the Leviathan belly is Pip, who is now being uh, sort of like smacked and mobbed and... Uh, the attempt is to hold him in place All by right. the door. So we gotta get Pip. We gotta get Drix. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it, yep, right? Yep. Okay. Drix, uh, Andrel, or Jamuka, do you have something you want to do? Or uh, Jack, do you think you're just continuing to head to the front? As of right now, I'm just continuing to head to the front. Uh, you pass over the office car, and you're now over the crew car, making good some good time because you are swift. Can I ask like where the train is, like in relation to Uduasha? Yes. Uh, Uduasha, where the four demon princes make their home. Yeah, I'd say we're probably, like, more than halfway through the journey. You see the the light of the Udu is more visible in the distance. Uh, They're a couple hours out. Okay, just for my own planning purposes. Could I walk there? (laughs) Um, so you, unlike a full Gualim, or even certain Guata, you are not invisible to the spirits of the Deathlands. Mm -hmm. However, you are inhumanly fast and strong so if you really push yourself if you really push yourself and utilize the technology that you have like the 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 lightning hooks and things Mm -hmm. you you could survive the trip there however the information in your head is very precious at the moment so you'd want to get there safely so you could try it but okay well i'm still running to the front right now i'm still going to the front yeah you're still running to the front crew car bam andrel or drix what do you want to do or pip I, I just did a thing. Pip just did a thing. No, or Pip. Yeah, that's right. That Pip's was the end of, end of a thing. Yeah. Anybody wants to do a thing? You guys go first. I, I think I'll... I'm probably, like, running towards them, but you guys go first. I'm definitely, like, gonna steal myself for this interaction, so... You could also try to dodge. How, how does one dodge? <laughs> <laughs> Finesse, probably, Finesse. which is not your strong point. No. Because basically they're not even they're not even trying to like hurt you hurt you it's gonna they're trying to like hold you against the door. Unfortunately, that does more damage to it than it does to me. Yeah, so you can if you want to try to slip past it with finesse, or if you could just do steal and steal yourself against the trauma of seeing uh seeing uh Michel Pierre and <laughs> Jacques smacked against you. Jean Paul. It's Jean Michel, and there's also Jean Claude. So what do you want to do, Stefan? I'm thinking it through. I have three lightning oil. Um, Can you pull them out? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's not the web thrower. If only one of us had a web thrower. <laughs> <laughs> I can grab with my lightning hook, right? You can You can indeed grab with your lightning hook, and he does have uh, the anchor suit, That's so he sick. would take reduced damage from, uh, so he, he would take one from it. Okay. How's your, how's your arm looking? I'm going to need to go to the physicker. 
<laughs> but will this give you a scar? No. We're all gonna need to go to the visitor. <laughs> yeah, Drix is too off from a scar, so... <laughs> I, I have two more that I can take. Okay. <sighs> we're gonna... We're gonna make this happen. I one off from a a horror. I believe in you. Take your suit on, bud. I'm gonna pull you out of there. And he levels his lightning hook to grab Pip, and the moment he's got him, he's gonna run like hell. Let's see this. Um, he's gonna pump three lightning oil on this. Yep. That would be a... 15. Oh, <laughs> oh, hell yes. Oh, which, which, Jesus. so all three, and that was, uh, which, what kind of roll again? Uh, that was a finesse roll to grab Pip. Definitely finesse. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the compromiser cost, we're gonna reduce that damage further. Pip takes no damage. No damage after the, the anchor suit, or? No damage after the anchor suit, so, like, it would reduce the two to one, and then the anchor suit reduces it the one to zero. So, yeah. And then you add vicious, and I take the one anyway. Yeah, you say, yeah, and then Pip dies. Um, and then you, <laughs> then you, uh, you guys start running, you book it to the next door. You see the, uh, the singular wheel is still just, like, melting uh, and whipping around. And you guys can get into the office car. As you get in, a magnetic tube message pops up from uh, Trevor, informing you that the, uh, the okay to decouple is present. You just got to hit the button on the door. Okay. God, we're the, the Frenchmen. We can go back. The Vegas. We can go back. We can grab them. Yeah, if they don't get murdered first. Listen, so uh, Andrew's had the opportunity to explain this some to me. We're going to decouple, but then we're going to stop the train after another uh, 20 minutes or so and head on back. We didn't leave you to the demons. We're not going to leave the, them to uh, this, um, well, the unicycle. The unicycle's evil. The unicycle's evil. <laughs> The unicycle took over my body. Let's let's smash that like button, man. <laughs> yeah, Andrew smacks the decouple button like the like like the nut button meme. <laughs> 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 um, nut. And the uh, the pride of Dose Squad decouples, and you hear in the distance this. <laughs> Trevor plans to uh, stop just before you lose sight of it entirely to wait this thing out. Up top, Jamuka, you've just seen this. Yes, I have. So, okay. I don't know if this is possible, but I would like to, as the train is still, like, moving, I would like to run in the opposite direction it's moving, like, as fast as I can, just running as hard as I can, to try and get, like, almost like a zero acceleration kind of thing. So, like, I'm running backwards as fast as the train is moving forwards, so that I can then jump. Ooh. Can he run as fast as a train? I don't know how fast the train is going. Wild. Hell yeah. So so tell me, tell me, do you think this would be uh, insight to make sure you're perfectly in sync? Or do you think it maybe finesse to make sure you can perfectly match the speed of the train? To I think it's finesse out? because I'm going to be like sprinting over like train cars. So I'm going to be like running and jumping Hell at the yeah. same time. Roll and then I'm going to have to like tuck and roll when I get off the train, you know? So, okay. Shit. Hold on. So that is a nine. Hell yeah. Which one do you pick? Pick which one? I do it without trouble or compromise. Okay. Uh, you're, you're running, you're running. You did not do it quickly for a greater effect. So I'll say, everybody else you hear... 
the sound of footsteps. <laughs> you hear the sound of footsteps coming from like the end of the passenger car going up the, the crew car. Jamaka's on top of the train. Anything you guys want to do? <laughs> yes, actually. Oh no. Got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is maybe more of a, a question for Jack. Hit me with it. Did you remove the magnetic boots from your suit? Did I remove the magnet? No, I did not. I guess I still have them, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> About that. <laughs> yeah. Roll your thing, guy. I, I hear what you're planning. Roll I, your... I, I don't. I get. I have an idea. Explain, explain what you're doing. Uh, so, he's trying to escape. Running in boots is already hard. Running in boots that are magnetized to something is... I don't care if you're superhuman. That's fucking nightmarish. You're not running. You are jogging at best. <laughs> so, so you're going to use like lightning oil to get the the magnetism. Yeah, uh, I would like to. The boots use, going. I would like to basically like activate the uh, electro field in such a way to basically just lock him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Go for it. Uh, what would this be? Uh, Maybe insight because you're. Like, would it be to take the? Oh yes, because like he's kind of like predicting where I am on the top of the train. You know what I mean? So he's kind of like throwing it out to an air. You, it's not prediction. Yeah, I mean that is. It feels like an insight roll, but also that's not really what insight is in this game. Okay. Insight is like information gathering uh, okay, in this okay. game. Yeah, I got you. I don't. Yeah, in D and D, this would be an insight roll. In D and D, this would be an insight roll. Finesse for vibes. Finesse for vibes. I. I don't think it's force. I, I would say steel. It's... I'm going. My first instinct was was okay. steel, perhaps I to like just like steel. take the electro the electricity. Every time. <sighs> yes, freedom. That's a six total. Man, you have not. Had... I haven't had a good thing this entire like live. Anybody want to assist him since you're all three here and not doing anything else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. How can I assist? How can I assist? Um guy is or guy Pip <laughs> is like just trying to withstand some uh electricity, right? Like maybe maybe the answer is like it hurts and he starts to flinch and Drix like holds him in place. Yeah. That would Do be that. force Give maybe? Force. Yeah, I can I can work Do it. that. Let's give it a force assist. That is an eight. That's enough. Oh, thank God. Yay! Yay. <laughs> that's enough. Assist. All right, that's a seven. Uh, I guess the one that I didn't want to do was panic, disengage, or flee. So you, you fire up the electric field. Drix holds you steady. Uh, so, uh, Jamuka, on top of the train, you're running. You run past the office car, and the office car's the last one. So you, um... Leap off perfectly. You 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 zeroed out. You're up in the air, and then suddenly uh, the one boot uh, sort of pulls you back. Um, and you can like it's it's a whole lot of effort. You can't you can do it, but it's a whole lot of effort just to lift the one boot up. And now you're no longer like zeroed out. So you're just like on this train, dragged by my leg, on the edge. Fun fact: if you stop very abruptly enough, uh. It will do some serious damage to your legs. Indeed. Uh, having uh, seen at a cross-country some race someone break their shins from having to just, like, stop abruptly. Jesus Christ. I think, I think the limitless gift will protect our boy from that. <laughs> um, thank God for superhuman powers. Thank God for superhuman powers. Pip, 
the one that you do do is you freeze up, but it's not you. You are uh, literally anchored to the spot by the suit. You feel like you just can't move like physically. Your body's just like, you're, all, you're, all you're doing is like twitching right now. You okay, bud? I'm fine. Deal with him before he causes more damage. I'm gonna go up there. I'm not trying that hard to stop him, though. Because, first of all, I don't see... I don't really see what the harm is to us if he gets away. Um, I guess we don't entirely know what these nobles are doing, but, mm-hmm. like... We could try to find out why he's doing what he's doing. Find out, get more information. But y- your explanation is perfect, yeah. You don't You don't need to try super hard to stop him. You don't know why, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I think, I, I think uh, Andrew's gonna crawl up to the top. And I think my move is just going to be to try and impose my will, which I will, which I will not be good at because my steel is negative one. Uh, my level is not greater. I am not a noble of Akeros and I am not going to threaten bodily harm. So this will be a straight roll. All right. Um, I think she just looks at him kind of a respectful distance and she says, uh, please. And that's a six. All right. You are not bound to listen to her, Jamuka. Uh, you will not take any trauma or anything. But, I mean, I don't know. You're, you're still you, so. I mean, I'm not. I'm just, like, hanging off the back at this point. Yeah, you're sort of, like, hanging on the corner, on the, on the, on the edge of the, uh, the office car. Okay, so I just look and say, no. Angel nods, and she goes back goes back down i assume with enough time you can probably get yourself out of the magnetism i figure i just take the boot off yeah that works mm-hmm. <laughs> all right gets the boots off he's landed uh off the train you guys see him do so trevor is planning on stopping soon eventually to head so he's inevitably going to have to meet. He, he might have to pass by you, but if you want to do anything, now's the time. Otherwise, you're probably going to lose him. I'm not doing anything else. I think Drix is waiting for Andrew's lead on this. Yep. I would like to peel myself off the wall. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, like, as, like, I guess the train's, like, still moving, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so as they, like, disappear into the distance, I kind of, like, touch my forehead. And like kind of like mouth towards Andrew, Kahan. I fucked up, like I'm sorry, kind of thing. <laughs> As like she's going off into the distance, and then I just disappear. Damn. Wow, big sad. This was a sad episode. This was a sad episode. <laughs> Who knew that that orphans orphans hanging out would probably not be a happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't that. worry, don't worry. Jack, Jack, Jack isn't entirely done. I'm going to do a brief... Uh, the, the very last scene I'm going to do is uh, just a tiny thing with uh, Jamuka. Uh, N- non-negotiable, because non-negotiable. Uh, the, the audience deserves to know what the hell he learned. Oh, they for sure do, but uh, it peels himself off the wall. I'm going to take off the top of the, the anchor suit, and not saying a word, if Andrew accepts... Just, just give a hug. Yeah, I think she accepts. Uh, eventually, Trevor throws the train in reverse. Platonic hug. <laughs> Recouple, and yeah, the uh, the laborers are injured, but uh, they can get some medical attention. What's left of the unicycle is warped and rusted. It just looks like an old, warped, shitty unicycle. Andrew kicks it. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Jean-Claude. Uh, he's, he's the only laborer fit to speak. The spoke was uh, removed from him early. Uh, we, uh... We cannot uh, thank you enough. It is, uh... We did not know that the singular wheel was in some kind of relic, or perhaps we made it some kind of relic through our, uh... The, the power of belief is very, very, very strong. I don't think that's a lesson you'll soon forget, but we can certainly try. Are you perhaps suggesting, Monami? <laughs> I am indeed. I think we all deserve it. Water under the bridge. Aha, and uh, uh, wine in the glass. <laughs> not dirty in any glasses. <laughs> so you guys uh, head back into Uduasha. The passengers slowly leave. The chef is like, oh, thank you so much. And my wife says that uh, this was the most pleasant, quiet ride that she's ever had. <laughs> um, oh, man, we did not dig into any of the passengers nope, this time around. That's the shame. Yeah, they all leave just, just perfectly. Wasted some really good ideas. The uh, the, the, the little butler following uh, the, the portly man in the suit. Oh, Danny the, DeVito, the, we hardly yeah. knew you. The butler is like, um, yeah, well, I, I, I guess uh, this was a perfectly trip. Hey, hey, boss, this was, was real easy. N- nothing could go wrong. And then um, he goes, well, uh, I suppose my nose could be a gushing blood. <laughs> little guy's like, well, what? What do you mean, boss? Uh, gushing blood? That's pretty funny. That'd be crazy. And then out of nowhere, the uh, little portly man headbutts the, the little butler and his nose starts bleeding. Amazing. Uh, and he's like, ah, don't ever get smart with me. Uh, and they leave. <laughs> yeah, it's everybody seems to be there's just goofs and shenanigans up past the office car uh, with this dour mood in the crew car. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, also in Uduasha, but not by the train station. We're near a secret location for the noble house of Isis. Jamuka has made his way. It's a torch-lit cavern. Who exactly Jamuka is speaking to is unclear, but they ask. Guata Jamuka, have you made contact with the one within many? Indeed I have, Master. Please, open your minds to me so I may see what our boon has bought. I uh, just like kind of like bow my head and let my mind go blank. It's easier now, and you feel the tendrils of the shadow mind probe and get to uh, the spot where these spokes on uh, a map of the Shattered Isles reach that point to the west of Wintercliff and the northwest of Ravencourt. And uh, the voice says, Of course. What else could have caused it? Thank you, Guata Jamuka. Without your aid, then perhaps we would never have found the Shard of Lambring. But now, the Emperor's blade shall be ours, and our plans can proceed. Tell me, Guata Jamuka, you come here alone. A secondary part of your excursion was to test the loyalties to the Emperor of Andrew Anderson, Adric, and Pippin McKeel. Tell me, are any of them potential allies? Shall we contact them? There is one who may be an ally. A certain Andrew. She may be of use to us. Then we shall contact her. Be careful. She is very set in her ways. Strong morals in that one. 
Something to admire, yet something to be careful of. The destruction of his accursed majesty, the immortal emperor, is perhaps the most moral act left in this world. Guata Jamuka. You must always remember this. I am sorry, my master. You have done well regardless. Come. Some torches light uh, a, a tunnel further in. You have earned your next Duhadra. I, I just uh, follow, but like as we're like kind of walking down this like hallway, I kind of like glance back, like kind of like just like maybe there's a shade of regret, you know? Ah, oh, and we're going to end that on Jamaka going to accept another life water and uh, oh. lose more of himself. But <laughs> plots. <laughs> Stuff's gonna happen, baby! <laughs> oh boy! Holy shit. Oh, oh thanks so God. much for listening to Ghosts on a Train! <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming! Oh, Jamuka. Even though I brought the mood down. No, completely. listen, let's, okay, listen. I really hope Jamuka is like, uh, like, I feel like you're gonna be a big guest, maybe controversial, but in like a good way. Like I, I, I'm. I'll like, take it. I'll take did it. Jam- hey, listener, did Jamaka do nothing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> who, who are the? Who do we have Jamaka apologists in the audience? Oh my god, uh, yes. Jamaka stands. Oh, no. gonna you're, you're gonna discourse. be. You're gonna be the problematic fave. It's gonna be great. Awesome. We gotta save Jamaka. There's a good guy in there. <laughs> Pasquale is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we've played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Jemuka, badge name, Edred, played by me, Jack Wisnowski. Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Edric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stephen Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys Wipeout. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. And then Pip dies. Create a new character. I'm playing the, um... I'm playing the Cowardly Lion. He's just transferred in from Oz. Uh, he's got a minus three in steel. Uh, <laughs> zero in everything else. Uh, but he's very fun. <laughs> he's got a good heart. You're going to love him. You're going to love him. Ghost on a Train, episode 26, uh, Cowardly Lion. Uh, anyways. Um... <laughs> this program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.